Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knifeworks, and you and I are listening to the Work For It podcast, where the emphasis is on business in the workshop. You can support these guys for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year, and show your support by going to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That won't even buy two gallons of gasoline here in California. You might as well support these guys like I do so they can help us all work for it. Just to make sure that this... Oh, not that one. Shit. Get your there shit together, Brian. Hey, I'm trying. I'm trying. There's a lot of bad language going on. I don't know if I want to be a part of this. <laughs> All right, let's do this. No, hold... Ah. What are you doing? Where are you, Brian? What's happening, everybody? You're listening to the Work For It podcast. That's right, right here in the studio today. It's myself. It's Brian Cone of B. Cone Knives. Hopefully very soon. Ben from Ben Butler. No, Butler Built. <laughs> Butlerbuilt.us is going to join us very soon. And you know what? Just introduce yourself, Brent. Yo, what's going on? Yo, what's happening? <laughs> it's Brent Ballman Knife and Tool in the studio live right next to me. I don't know if you guys noticed or not, but there are some very delicate looking sausage like fingers in some of these photos that we've been taking and posting to social media and that is in fact sarah's hands those are sarah's hands not brent's she's got man hands uh no i'm kidding of course that's brent from bald man knife and tool and don't forget housemade.us housemade.us go out and get yourself a third fourth and fifth grinder we need more grinders out in the world that is the uh, the new title, right? The new Baldman Knife and Tool and Housemade.us. Baldman Knife there and Tool. There it is. There it is. And Housemade.us. Dude, I can't just let you off the hook. You totally took me by surprise starting this podcast. Listen, Come at any now. moment, you. How many episodes have we done? At any moment, you should be ready. Boom. Snap Nine that. times out of ten, I am ready there. But this time, I was trying to get a video message ready. Ugh. Damn it. <laughs> hey, the one time problem. I look away from the screen. Get your shit together. You know what's up. You know how to do this. If there's one thing we know, it's Brian House is full of surprises. Yep. I will. <laughs> I was going to say full of shit, you. but okay. I'll sweep the leg. <laughs> full of shit, too. Oh, shit. Yes, of course. Um, okay. So much to talk about. So much to talk about. Um, I don't know if you noticed this, but now instead of me being a TikTok star, I'm now a star on Instagram. Get this. Let me give you some numbers. All right. Hit me. So we were going to do a 10,000 follower uh, like thing uh, like a week ago. And we had hit 10,000 followers and then it it jumped to 11,000 because we had that one reel go viral. And it's the reel of me like pressing the metal into the thing to make the ribbon burner body. That reel has been on an epic run. It is now just shy of 8 million views on that reel. Wow. And it has gained us, that one reel gained 12,000 followers. So we are now up to 22,000 and change on Instagram. And I can already hear the jealousy in your voice. You feel free to let it flow, (laughs) Brian. It's I know it's there. You you know you just. Uh. But here's here's the here's the 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 takeaway. I heard that uh, Jeff Fader is now on the real train. All all of a sudden he's he's on board. He's seeing sales. He sees how it works now. Um, Right. And and uh, I'll tell you, it, it is so 
it's so important to just continually make content on Instagram, primarily reels. And here's the reason is that you never know what one of those reels is going to pop off and it's going to do really well and it's going to gain you a whole bunch more eyes on your work. Even if they're people that might not be your potential customers, they're following you and the algorithm likes that. So it's going to spread your information to more people. And eventually, because it's casting a wide net, you're going to eventually get you know more and more followers, more and more customers, You know, just builds up from there. So the more eyes on your work, the better. It doesn't matter where they are. Just keep posting. Just keep posting. Uh, Nick and I were talking about this on the DMs. He's like, man, I'll post like for an entire week. I'll get like four or five hundred views and then bang, I get 10,000 views on one reel. Yeah. I'm like, that's just the, the tip of the iceberg, because honestly, I didn't understand how many people were on Instagram. I know there's a, there's right. millions and millions of people on there. Right. But we get into this little bubble. We're in this little tiny bubble of people that are kind of like every you see the names, the same names every time commenting and following and and sharing your stuff. And then all of a sudden, you now have all these like tens of thousands of people are now being uh, are seeing your work that didn't see it before. And it becomes the aggregate effect. You know, they're just this guy's friends with this guy. And now, all this, you know, Instagram is gone, you know, doing the spider web thing where it's just bouncing your stuff around. And so, yeah, we reached 22,000 and change in followers, 12,000 followers dude. gained in the last week. That in the last week awesome. on Instagram. Ben, let the jealousy awesome. flow. But I, I just want to hear coming. all. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I blew you out of the water. You Remember, you were like the only guy in this crew with more than 10,000 followers. Yeah. And then all of a sudden now, buddy, you are I, way behind. You know, get your shit together. It, I'm, I'm throwing this out there now. I told Brian already, get his shit together well, this morning. And he I, didn't do it's it. It's easy to and beat a guy that isn't you, even fucking trying. Brian, you're next. You know, hey, my it's shit's easy together. to beat a guy that isn't even trying anymore. That's... <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because it's kind of true you know, i mean i'm just saying what's hilarious is after last episode i was thinking to myself like fourteen thousand. fuck how many do i have anymore no wonder he mentioned 14 fucking thousand that's how many i have god damn it that's right that's right you got it it's, that was like that was like my like little backdoor jab oh you deserve it Jib man jab. you've been working your ass off on that fucking App. But here's the thing. These reels that are popping off are some of the easiest content I've ever made. It's not they really are, that difficult. But they are. It's just consistency. That, well, you know, therein pushing, lies making. the difficulty, right? And and I think that's that is something I will say from the moment I started watching your content all the way up to today is that you are a hundred percent consistent. And that yep. you know. It is I will easy. Suck every single day hey. from this day forward, and you, you I'll prove everybody a, wrong. You could that you literally can still take a day on there and on, get ass. followers on Instagram. I mean, you could take a picture of your ass every fucking day and have a half million followers. No kid, as long don't. as you do no. it every day. Brent already saw my ass yesterday. It was pretty great. Uh, well, He's been here three uh, days at Housemaid, and it's like doing down there, but. Let me tell you what we've been doing. So, you know, we bought the building next to us, that unit next to us. Right. And um, and it needed air conditioning. So we hired a company to come in and do the air conditioning. And then um, the guy like mid installation throws this out and he says, oh, we can't run the wire to the condenser on the roof. No, we're not electrical certified. We can't do that work. And I was like, uh, okay. He's like, this is a five ton unit. You don't. Yeah. You only had like a one ton unit before. Or like a half or one and a half ton. He's like, 
uh, you know, yeah. you're going up to a five ton unit. So, you you know, you need like six gauge wire run yep. to the roof. And those guys and he's will like, you not like, touch another trade's work, you know? Oh, no, no, they won't. So uh, I'm like, OK, yeah, I didn't think about that. All right, fine. And then so Brent and I went to Home Depot yesterday, bought all the wire and the chase. And, you know, we're using flexible conduit yeah. and stuff. And that in and of itself is kind of a funny story. But then we decide we're going to pull the wire ourselves I get up on the roof. Now, if you've never uh, ever stepped foot on the surface of the sun, it's just like standing on a hot tin roof in the middle of the fucking summer yeah, in Florida. Yeah, yeah. I'm up there for like 10 minutes and I'm drenched, yeah. right? And there's no shade. There's none. It is just like pure heat coming off of this thing. So we run the we, we get the cable pulled through the chase and all of that and we get it up on the roof and uh Today, we this morning, we finished it. We had, you know, we had to run it down into the box inside and get that all done. It was a very professional job, I must say. I I'm think it sure. looked pretty good when we were done. No I, don't you think? I mean, super it, professional. Yeah. I like, I almost, we put a new uh, quick disconnect up on the roof and, yeah. you know, all new conduit, all new um, dust uh, and liquid uh, sealed, uh, uh, you know, little grommet things that you put in the box and all that. So it's all done. Nice. And um, and I turn to Brent and I say, uh, hey, look at us. We did an electrical project and we only made one trip to Home Depot. That's one. impressive. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. Thank you. Yes. Thank that's, you. That's the biggest flex of the day, right? That's there. a huge yeah. flex. <laughs> that's bigger than 12,000 followers that's on Instagram it. in one week. You guys could, you guys <laughs> would never, the impossible happen. you guys yes. would never make good electricians because they've got to make at least a dozen trips to Home Depot just so they get a break. <laughs> That that yeah. get a break and get to get in the uh, AC, yeah. get cooled off. Go find their minute. favorite yeah. cashier chick and you know wine and diner. <laughs> and all on all on the dime of the person who is uh, yeah. paying them yeah, to do the work too. To the work, yeah. So, yeah. and honestly, I would hire an electrician to do stuff like this. And and but at the same time, like they're weeks out. These guys, yeah. like half of them, you call. They're like, "Yeah, I can get there in three weeks yeah. to quote the job." I'll tell you, that's and um, I'm like, "No, we're not waiting this long." That's something that blew my mind this summer. Right through school, hired probably one, two, three, about about six different oh, yeah, trades. You've been doing a lot you of know, this. like six different trades worth of of crews. And I don't know how the hell we pulled it off, but we started in May, right? Contacting uh, contractors. And by end of July, they were all out. Dump, did the work. That's insane. Yeah, I don't know how now, see, we... See, that's good project management. Though. I don't know how see, we hit the gold you, mine, they, but... <laughs> no, see, but you you are, you are did this for your day job. Yeah. You were doing a lot of project management. Yeah. So you're just applying those same, you know, concepts yeah, to, to this type extent. of work. Yeah, and I think so. having... it, It's kind of a neat mix I'm finding where um, having knowledge of both project management and the trades is kind of a cool combo if you will, yes. because there's, it's rare. Yeah. Not I'm finding, I'm finding that out. I, and I didn't, didn't think that was true. You know, working for the forest service to be an official project manager on paper, you know, for a given project, you had to go through what's called the project management Institute PMI. They have an actual certification for a certified project management professional. 
<laughs> which is like holy shit this it sounds insanely boring yeah but it's actually like, to the point yeah. of like just put me to sleep well, i'm i'm i would where i would it got hate boring that. to me see i went through about half of it and then i said fuck this you know it's not like i was going to get more pay or anything um and where it's interesting is that i feel like institutions like that uh flatten the curve of diversity in terms of projects you'll encounter, right? Because they can only teach you so much. So every project they teach is perfect world or uh, sort of hand-picked for its characteristics, right? And then you hit the ground and you go, well, this is nothing like the fucking project that I, you know, learned on. What the hell? Oh, yeah, it's never real world <laughs> yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's never that kind of thing. So, and actually, there was one person in particular that, that I worked with at the school this summer who um, was sort of in the family, if you will, uh, of staff. And, uh, you know, he starts spouting off all this stuff that I recognized immediately as Project Management Institute you know, speak. <laughs> I'm just like, and you know what it was? This was so you're another PMI oh, graduate man. as well. And you guys like clink your glasses yeah. together and you show your secret rings. Well, I you're was like, the hmm, dropout. So, so this is, Decoder ring, this, this was funny. And then I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, we can move on. But so I've always, <laughs> as a framer, right. You would, if something needed fixed, you just wrote on the fucking wall, you know, and then, yeah. The guy coming behind you saw the writing on the Sharpie wall marker. and he fixed it up and Man. away you go. Well, yeah. like the first Move first week on the job, I, I wrote out a list of questions for this guy who we had uh, contracted to do a little bit of electrical work. And, uh, and I wrote, do we need a permit? Question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> Can we do this different? Question mark, question mark, question mark. The answer mark, to that is always mark. yes, I, by I the way. I knew the answer. If you have to ask about a permit, <laughs> the, the answer, answer is yes. I Whether or not it actually gets him. pulled is a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wanted to hear from him. Um, you know, and I had three, three or four other questions, and I wrote my name and my phone number. Well, he texted me like, Right away, about an hour later, apparently he got there. And uh, the next day I came in and there's black spray paint over my note. And I'm like, you fucking, <laughs> you fucking <laughs> pussy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Any, anything, oh, any, any mention of permit or county or <laughs> oh, yeah. a, a litigious behavior yeah. is always erased immediately. Right. Not to yeah, mention my name's on the damn thing. So what the hell was he worried about? You know? Well, yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. Well, hey, listen, you know what? Did you know that we have Brent in the studio yeah, today? Yeah, buddy. What's going on, Brent? Yes. You... What's going on, Ben? How are you, man? Man, I'm doing well. Good. So Brent is now working here full-time at Housemaid. We've oh, nice. made the transition away from a uh, from the two-person operation. It was okay. one person, of course. That was me. Then it was two-person. That was me and Sarah. Now Brent is involved, and it, he is here to do basically to mirror me yep. like everything i do i'm training him how to do so that i can focus on tough to shit on command like that you got to shit when he shit <laughs> you also have to learn how to cry on command that's another <laughs> yeah. one right there Throw I, I do a lot of crying around here yeah Throw exactly uh, all tears of joy yeah. yes all tears yes of joy. steve Jobs style really? i like to stomp my feet like a toddler if i don't get what i Amen. want and um, of course, uh, Brent will witness all of that eventually. But at the time of right, this is his first week on the job. So I thought he should come on the podcast, talk a little bit about 
what it's like to be here, even for the couple of days he's been here. You really want me to share all that? Yeah, Wait, shit, hold yeah. on. Yeah, hold on. Does this count? Feel free. Does this count as the first week re- review? I was saying, like, okay, yeah. So yeah. Brian, is this, you need to this like the review? review. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, we're reviewing Brent. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, we're what we're doing is, uh, you know, I, we talk. I've talked a little bit about this about my stra- strain of my time frames, like not being able to produce the level or the amount of work and the p- amount of projects that I want to put out there. Plus the amount of content. Yeah. It's like I need to duplicate myself. I met Brent a year ago at Blade Show in Atlanta. Yep. And uh, turns out we live really close to each other. And then he came and he built a revolution in my old yeah, shop in Naples. Yep. He's rocking a revolution. Uh, we have, you know, of course, I support Brent's work because I love it. It's not just because he's close to me. It's because I really do love his yeah. work and believe in everything he's doing. Yeah. Um, and it was a side hustle up until this point. So when he decide, well, we start talking about and BSing about bringing him on maybe part-time, maybe full-time, whatever. Uh, it just seemed apropos to just dive in with both feet because yeah. we bought the other unit to expand the workshop oh, dude, and there's just it, simply yeah. no way that I could do handle all this without an extra set of hands. Plus Brent is very versatile. Yeah. He's just like me. He can do a lot of things. Like I can tell him like, Hey, get on that scissor lift and run right. that piece of wire and he'll do it. Or, Hey, let's make a knife and he'll do it. Or, Hey, let's do this. So um, we've actually already started a project. That's right. And uh, what you want to talk about it? Yeah. I mean, hey, this is the point, right? That that I was able to come in, um, start working here uh, was so we could do more of these projects, uh, you know, alongside with getting more orders out, getting the work done quicker uh, to bring in ideas like this. And so, yeah, I had a knife that I've been designing and working on uh, for a little while now. And we were, you know, you were, you popped it into CAD and you were drawing it out in CAD so we could cut it out on the plasma table. And right then we just started brainstorming. It started out, you know, we were going to cut it out of mild steel. And I said, why mild steel? We could get a carbon steel and we're not out a lot of money. And at least we can turn this into a usable knife. Yeah. And then it mm. snowballed right into, hey, how about we do a giveaway? Yeah. We can ba- make this knife, build this knife out. And we'll do a giveaway with it. So that's where it went to just out of a quick little, we're going to do a little bit of CAD work. You were showing me how to do some of the CAD a few tricks that I didn't know and snowballed into. Now we've got a project nice. that we can now give away. Um, it kind of like sets the stage It introduces yeah. what we want to focus on moving forward in the future with housemade is that the studio that we're in, the workshop, the prototyping laboratory, as I like to refer to it as. That's fancy. Is, that's right. Uh, is is that we we're building it out in a production knife studio way, using all of the tools that we develop here yeah, at Housemate. That's cool. So, you know, the lots of grinders, the, all the attachments, the forge, all of that is uh, part of the, the tool set. And, you know, Brent brings me this idea. We, we hash it out. We figure it out. And then, of course, I I grab a really old piece of 1095 steel. It's like three sixteenths of an inch. It's the first piece of high carbon steel that I bought when I wanted to learn how to make knives. I just went on eBay and bought this piece of 1095 and I made a cleaver out of it. Um, And it was like so apropos because this is turning the page. This is like the next step, the next level. And I'm like, why not use this steel? You know, it's like it's the perfect 
idea that we'll yeah. be able to make something here in our shop and use all these tools and then and and then pump this thing out and then give it away and then after that if we decide we want to go into production with it we will sure. you know we'll we'll yeah. push it to production level stuff so nice. yeah so we've already started that and we're making content around that in fact you'll see a reel about that if, if you haven't seen it already it would have probably already have come out by the time you're hearing this so yeah. you'll see the first layer of that content being pushed out nice. uh right now on instagram and if you're not already following me on instagram i could use some more followers you know Don't because i'm him. really getting <laughs> you know things I've, are I've not your follower count is really lacking starting you to lag a little bit Brian we're only getting like 100 followers Butler, an hour now Butler so built. Oh, that's way down this is out of control we need to speed this thing up Brian, come on baby Brian come on can be found at butlerbuilt.us <laughs> <laughs> don't confuse yeah. him with that housework guy <laughs> and shifting gears away from what Brent and I are doing, that circle jerk, I want to talk about the, the I want to talk about WFI2. That's just a working title, by the way. Hey, but Brian, like you nailed Deuce. it, buddy. You crushed Man. it with this interview Dude. with Ben's Bites. Incredible. And yes, you've got a whole bunch you. more in the can. Yeah, what are what are we up to? Like four or five of them still in the can, and it's just like I'm. I I basically spent all last week doing interviews to try to get as many in the can as possible, so that you know, as it's as it's rolling out, I plan on doing one a week, but I'd like to have at least a month ahead of time, so that if something comes up or something needs to be recorded, dude, I gotta come hang out. You know, it's with not you. like crunch time. You gotta teach me some of this. Uh, yeah? stockpiling of shit. <laughs> yeah, I I think that also has come from like all of the posts that you see out of my out of my Instagram and a lot of my other places. I very rarely like yeah. take a picture of something and immediately post oh, it. Yeah, I've yeah. been like stockpiling pictures and then you know putting them out piecemeal. You know, two or three I've a day. I've always wanted to do so that. that. You know, I've always thought that is like I'm not organized. Enough I'm not either. But like it's, I talk to guys that do it that way, and Brian, we've talked about this. Like the the dudes that capture projects, right? And and they don't start posting on a project until that project's actually finished. And yeah. then they're moving on That's to Bob the next Claggett. one, right? And and so it's like they're always a week behind in a way. But then it, it's like it, the, the waters get so muddy because then you've got stories and everything else. It just, I don't know, try to do too much, I think, what? is probably my problem. I think Brian's approach to getting a bunch of these in the can is dead oh, on. Yeah. I think that that way you're, and by the way, the more you do, the better you're going to get yeah, at them. But Ben, when you interviewed Ben Siegel, it, mm -hmm. you know, Ben's an interesting guy. I mean, he yes, just is, sure. you know, there's, awesome, and yeah. he, he is a really great first guest because he supported our work yeah. for mm -hmm. years. I mean, he's, he built the first generation of the revolution like three years ago with his dad. And uh, Ben and I have been uh, close ever since. I, I will say, man, you you nailed it. You did it. Uh, Fader, I think you and Fader were the ones that kind of brainstormed this, right? Like, wasn't this sort of a mixture of ideas well, or what? So, yeah, I, I definitely I've had the idea of wanting to do one on one interviews because, like, you know, when we have guests on, like like today, we have Brent on you know, all three Brent's of us not are a very guest, big personality. He's not really. No, but. But when when we have when we have guests on, we're the three of us are big personalities and we take up a lot of time and we, you know, like to jib and jab back and forth. And then the guest comes in, we interview him for a little bit and then we talk about our own stuff. And by the time we get back to him, 
you know, they're they're kind of cold or they're not they're not, you know, up and ready to to yeah. talk or they might be a little bit nervous. So basically the idea with this is they're just one on one interviews really focused on learning about the guest. And I basically started off with a nice lob softball question and then just do a conversation. Yeah, you there. do so try well to keep that, it nice man. and conversational. So well. Yeah, man, and it turned out great. I came in this morning. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I told Brian, I'm like, man, if you listen, that was a great interview. Yeah, it really was. It really was. Excellent. It was a great yeah. conversation. Uh, for sure. Yeah. So well done, man. And you did, it didn't, it didn't, I'd never lost interest. Me neither. In, you know, I kept, oh, that I had to, to pause it a few times, you know, to go do stuff, but like, I kept coming back to it and see that's for me, that's a really strong compliment because I'm so all over the place and very busy all the time. There's only a handful of podcasts that I can do that with yeah. where I'm like, gosh, I'm, I'm really invested in this story. Like yeah. I want to hear what's going on. And, right. and you did a great job of being a host and guiding the conversation, yeah. but not being fully involved, like not getting too involved. You, I mean, if if you would have asked me like a year ago that you would have this level of podcasting, I mean, I probably would have said maybe, but like you're really good. I, I mean, no, seriously, I, I, you really blew me out of the water. I thought it was going to totally suck, but it didn't. So, yeah. wow, thanks. That's <laughs> nice, nice well, a backhanded compliment, there, but I'll take it. But wait, we have to listen to the second episode. You know, there's still two, there's still time for you to totally blow this thing. I was going to say, the, we have know, no idea. He, yeah. Ben's bites might have been his sixth interview. You know, so maybe. <laughs> I think it was oh, the that. first one though, wasn't it? That, that was, was the very yeah. that was the very first the only one thing recorded. I'm, next... You know, I'm busting your chops, but I'm telling you oh, right yeah, now that it was so good. I'm so proud yeah. to have that Me work too. on our podcast feed, dude. Yeah. Oh, it's geez, such a you. cool thing, man. So good job. Let's do a drum roll for the next one. Next big interview is Matt. Gentry. Oh baby, oh, so that's gonna be good. On, a good one. Uh, bucket talk. Uh, the brunt. Bucket talk? Yeah, talk? Brunt. Uh, Did you just make that up? No, unfortunately. <laughs> What's bucket talk? So Brunt. <laughs> That's the first brunt time hearing footwear, of it. Uh, boots. They make boots. Oh, you've pro- right, right, if right. you have spent 10 seconds on Instagram, I'm sure you've seen Brunt boots somewhere because I think they gave a pair to uh, every uh, construction worker with two feet. <laughs> oh, and they tried to give me a pair. Did they? And and somehow it fell through because I told the guy, like, we work with steel. We need steel toes. And he was like, well, we put like a carbon fiber or some sort of fiberglass toe on it. And they said that it might not hold up or something like that. And they they didn't send them to me. Well, see, the boots that I wear all the time are the same. They have that. I, I don't know if it's carbon fiber, but it's some sort of reinforced toe that isn't steel. Yes. And like, I'm only the worst I'm going to drop is my forging right. hammer on my toe, which is like at most four pounds. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's, well, good that's enough. why you're a woodworker, yeah. you know? I mean, Jesus was a carpenter. That guy we can get away right with out sandals. of that conversation when I told him what we did because he, he yeah. messaged me initially and I was like, yeah, yeah, we, you know, we work with steel all the time. You must make a steel toed boot. And he was like, well, it's not really steel. I it's think like they would, right? I mean, if they're selling to the think. construction industry and the trades industry, I mean, I'm seeing dudes jumping on fucking bulldozers wearing them. You know, those guys I would, think they would have to OSHA requirements would have them in steel toes. I don't know. On on uh, my wildland boots, my fire boots, you cannot have a steel toe on a wildland fire. Yeah, because it gets hot. It's fucking hot. Oh, yep. that makes sense. Because you're always running around trailing, you know, trailing the coals and the ash and everything else with you, the back of your hand trying to find hot spots and shit. 
so you know it's out. And so you're always standing like eight inches of fucking ash. But I got a pair of Knicks for that. Man, I'll tell you what. There was a time where I thought, you know, $450, $500 for a pair of boots was insanity until you put them on and wear them for about three months. Yes. And then. Good shoes, oh, man. man. You're in them all day. Yeah. It's like oh, yeah. shoes and mattresses, yeah. man. It's, get a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so sure. Speaking of mattresses, it made me think of squeaks, which made me think of Ben's bites, <laughs> oh, no. which made me oh, think no. how what? much Ben bites chair fucking bites. <laughs> well that's because he's using a microphone on his on his laptop oh, he doesn't have funny. like a professional setup. i was trying to figure that out i Wait, was no, like I, I thought he had hold on now I'm, I'm pretty sure he had a separate microphone oh did he but he his okay. his his chair was squeaking was quite a bit i i didn't i didn't his realize it in the conversation years old what do you right? expect that could have been like right. his floorboard i don't know jeff or Vader it could be a ghost wandering around in that old house that old colonial no, no doubt come on guys he, he was nice enough to be my first uh, just interview giving don't, him don't shit. throw oh, him down get, under the you know what i love about ben and what i really liked about the interview that you did and you i think you were able to make this so obvious is that he he's almost um, he's almost selfless to a fault, right? He doesn't take credit. Mm, yeah. uh, just Ben, yeah. has, to me, has always come across as sort of just nonchalant in his own accomplishment, right? And I don't know. That's this is something really cool to see in somebody like that at that level, right? I mean, the guy makes. Yeah. Some of the best damn handles and other work. You know, I mean, he, he does other work. And it was, uh, yeah, just to hear that come through where, you know, it's just, man, no big deal, you know. No, he he is that person. Yeah. I mean, that is yep. who he is. And and uh, so anyway, without without giving away too much, if you haven't already listened to the Ben's Bites interview, it's on this feed. Hear it on the deuce. So just look at your phone and go back one. And what I'm doing is I, I created just a custom icon for it so you can separate those out in case you don't want to listen to those specific ones. You can see that there's differences <laughs> yeah. between those two. And and I and I know you're laughing, Brian. Like I'm busting your balls, but sometimes people are weird like that. Did like you put they'd rather uh, cool, listen cool. to us? Do we have a title? Chop each other up. A and titling uh, identifier like WFI two, and then the title. I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's just the person's name, and then or like some sort of title and the person's name, and then WFI two. I wonder if we that should way put it's WFI two first. Because I, I could do. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes in like Apple Podcast or, or whatever we want to call. Yeah. It. Well, we asked for you know, names, didn't we? Did we get any? I don't know. Did we get any submissions for names? Um, you know, I got a couple of them, but I'm I'm still I'm gonna look through them and come up with one that makes oh, sense. Yeah. Dropping just, the deuce. I just did that on the fly. Dropping the deuce yeah. on Tuesdays. Yeah. Dropping the know, deuce. That's got a good deuces to it. with Brian Cohn. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs> that that actually might stick. Everybody oh, in the room yeah. just laughed at that. I am. Deuces. I will. I will legitimately oh, stop doing the them. The deuces. <laughs> Dropping the deuces. Brian's throwing down the, gl- the gloves. He's like, I'm done. If He's we like, call it deuces, I put up. Oh a shirt shit! Santa. I almost missed I the deuces. No, I will not. Hold on. Before we go on, I put up with Dr. Cone. I love Sharp uh, Santa. I, you know, I put up Cone with Dr. Cone. Great. Dr. Cone. And see, the thing uh, is, that's see, a total that inside fit joke. Too, you know, it's like so on the couch with, with Dr. Cone. Yeah. With Dr. On the couch Cone. with Dr. Cone dropping the deuce. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Brian, oh. I'm so happy you're you have thick skin yeah. because you, right. You, we assume he may <laughs> he may hang Brian, up like, and cry himself to sleep this afternoon. Oh my oh, gosh! Geez. Oh my god! I'm so, all right, all right. Listen, switching gears we'll real quick. Yeah. Good. We have three new patrons that brings us up to 85 supporters of our of our show. 85 people who have uh, decided that they'd like to uh, you know contribute to our show and and by the way because we're now doing the second feed we had to upgrade to our next software level package of this stuff that we use to record this and that could not have happened without the beautiful people over on patreon so thank you patreon thank you so much and um I mean, do I do, should I read all eighty five of these guys? Like, what, what's the deal here? I, I feel like it's tradition. It's tradition. This tradition. I mean, it's what about two all right, minutes here we go. of time? You ready? Well, I'll read the top three right now, so we we got that down. Broken Tooth Forge, Tyler Collins, and Alexander Sloat. Very cool. Those are our new Welcome. patrons, and then these nice. guys are all veterans: Jim Muhick, Knives by Nuge, Brian Hunt, Paul Belada, Danny Gallant. Nathan Scott of Nathan's Knives, Kelly from Untitled EDC, that's at Untitled EDC on Instagram, at Eros Knife Co., Noah Jacobs of NJ Custom Knives, Ethan J. Taylor, who is Ethan the Hat on Instagram, our resident chocolatier, Gilles Pitier of Pellet Knives, Pellet Knives, uh, on Instagram, Dustin Shaner, Spencer over at Heavy underscore Forge, Aru Bladeworks, Jason Duguay at Whiskey Delta Metalworks, Whiskey Delta Metalworks, that's all one word, uh, Darren at Stormlight underscore Forge, Coy Baker of Baker Forge and Tool, Austin Saunders, the High Caliber Craftsman, Parable Knives, that's Manny G, Jake Largin, Gage Broski, Bremer Built Knives, Brian Hinnenkamp of Tortuga Blade Works, Ron Hips of RH Maker Solutions, New Forest Forge, Stu Middleton, Zachary Sowell at Pattern Nostri Fabrica, Timber Tiger Forge, that's Chris Magnus, Tony over at Woodland Iron, Lando Novak, a.k.a. the Abstract Blacksmith, Adrian Brielle at Adrian Brielle underscore Forge on Instagram, Kyle Daly of KA's Daily Knives, Todd Harrington of TH Blades, Eric Andrews at Sourwood Creations, Sven Sven Njord Artisan, Chris Larson at the Midnight Dash Maker, Uh, Bobby over at Reaper Metalworks, Ira Housework, Jeremy at 419 Forging, Toby Mural of U Knife Maker Supplies, Dustin Yahima at Handcrafted underscore by underscore Kai with a K. Uh, Matt Bicker at DIY Europe, Benjamin Mullins, Wesley Crum at W. Crum Bladesmith, Matthew Angel at Ad.KnifeWorks, Full Steam Designs by Chris Powell, Zach Byrne of Burn Blades, Nate Wapole, that's Nate over at Walrus Steel, Echo Blades, that's Jared over at Echo Blades, Bald Man is uh, wearing uh, Jared at Echo Blades shirt today at work, Troxclair Custom Cutlery, Neil over at Maximus Knives, Donnie Dulovich, Thomas Moberg of TMO Knives, Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knifeworks, Leon Shanks at Two Birds Blade Works, Jared Weaver at Weaver's Custom Metalworks on Instagram. He is master of metal manipulation. Richard Beck at Beck's Armory.com. 
Mr. Lawrence Lake of Maritime Knife Supply. Maritime Knife Supply.com. Oxford Blade Co., Carol Ann Jeanette Racine, Ryan Chadbourne Knife Works of the Hustle and Grind Podcast, Working Hands Podcast, KnifeMaterial.at, Cordoso Knives of Portugal, James Hunsberger of Hunsberger Knives, Crafty Man Forge, Ken Kemna, Mark LeBlanc, Papa underscore Hatch underscore Axe, Brian Hooten, Bob at Shed underscore 72, Keith Drennan at Blackthorn Concepts, Menster Hill Forge, Scott Wilkerson at Phoenix Works, your short fat friend. Love it. Bring him Kendall. Bob Ryan, Eric at Overall Maker Works, Jamie Blow, Jamie the Squid, Michael Nye, Noah Bloomberg of Antioch River Forge, Devin and Dustin O'Hara at The Art of Craftsmanship, Justin Miller, Mark Vanderwerf of 118 Blades, and Marcus over at MW Steel Works. Thank you, all 85 Woo. of you, beautiful human beings. How about it, we appreciate man. you very much. Incredible. Super nice for incredible. sure. Um, so, Earlier in the I'm gonna make in Brent, that now that he people. works for me, by the way, he's going to have to read those every week on the podcast. Oh, there you go. There we go. Nope, there we I go. Quit. That's it. <laughs> a sign of a quality supervisor. Listen, B-Cone has his lines and I have my line. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so early in that list is Brian Hunt, one of our one of our more recent, you know, subscribers Editions, or whatever yeah. patreon people yeah how, how do you call that patreon it's a, i think he calls pa- patrons patrons yeah, okay gotcha yeah. so brian hunt reached out to me earlier on this week because he has a raffle going on and he actually sent me a quick video to play on the podcast oh, so nice. i'm gonna go ahead and play that now hey everybody my name is brian hunt i live in marsing idaho no uh, my oldest daughter ellie has been wearing glasses since she was about two and a half and patching since she was about three and a half she's been diagnosed with a amblyopia in her left eye which basically means she has a lazy eye that moves in both directions so it can't be fixed with a surgery um, her brain will randomly shut off her left eye when she is focusing on things like when she's reading or if her brain can't make sense of what she's seeing so we've taken her to an eye therapy specialist, and based on previous cases they've seen, they believe they can get her eye fixed to the point where she'll be able to drive and do normal everyday tasks without that affecting her vision. Um, but the therapy is considered experimental by our eye insurance and oh, is not covered. Um, I'm going to be doing a fundraiser selling my paring knife and steak knife design um, to help cover the cost of her therapy. So if you're interested in supporting us, uh, send me a DM and I will keep everybody up to date on how her therapy is going. Thank how do we so, find yeah. him on Instagram? Uh, <laughs> he is, let me go ahead and look it up. It is Brian Hunt dot. How do you spell it? The right way or the wrong way? The correct way. B-R-Y-A-N. Okay. The Hunt. wrong way. H-U-N-T. H-U-N-T. Okay. That's it. Uh, Brian Hunt, uh, Hidden Rose Forge. Hid, dot Hidden Rose Forge. Dot Hidden Rose Forge. Get to that. Got it. So okay. Marcy, Remember, Brian with a Y. I, yes. didn't, I did not even realize that he was in Marsing. Marsing's not far from me here. So, Brian, if I, I'm guessing, just based on what I know about Marsing, that you're probably coming to Boise f- to see the doctor. If you guys ever need anything here in town, a place to stay, a place to crash, a place to just get the hell away from the doctors, you are more than welcome here, man. Just 
uh, I'll reach out to you. Uh, I'll DM you on Instagram. But yeah, let me know how I can help. I'm I'm close. So cool. That's yeah. awesome. That's quite an offer, Ben. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Yeah. That's, that's great. And so what we would like everyone to do is somehow figure out a way to support. You know, even if it's just a few bucks here and there, or buy his designs or whatever. Whatever Brian is offering, message him privately and ask them how you know that you can support you know yeah. and uh, we'll do that through the work for podca- podcast e- as well even this so he has 202 followers yeah, give yeah, if give every follow. single person pauses the podcast right now and goes and follows him at the very least i'm sure he'll be posting more about this it'll be a lot easier to stay up to yep. date with him if you're following yeah, him so brian so hunt do that. dot hidden rose forge on Instagram. And I can tell you, and that's how you will find fighting it. insurance companies about experimental procedures is a pain in the royal. Yeah, fucking don't get me started ass. on the scam that is health insurance. Uh, yeah, but I've gotten fairly good at it, but, so uh, let me know. I might might be yeah. might be yeah, able yeah. to help. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, listen, ago. we we want to help, and yeah. uh, definitely thank you so much, Brian, for supporting our work, and we would like yeah, to man. help support your journey and getting your daughter the help she needs. Make sure you reach out to Brian Hunt and uh, see what we can do and see what you can do. And, you know, a few bucks to us, it, it could change the world for a little girl. And so oh, that's yeah. a huge deal. That's right. So, all right. Very good. Okay. Very, 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 very good. Let's move on. We're 40 minutes in. Brian, other than uh, crushing it on in the podcast interview world, what do you have going on in your workshop? Dude, this past week has been a roller coaster for me. So I was actually able to finally get up to Mackinac and make that Damascus. And that was a a time and a half. It was so cool. Um, Yeah, I got to meet Chad Osborne, whose shop it was. Um, Brad uh, McCain, I think is his last name. Yeah, Brandon McCain was the guy who was the guy who was basically helping me all day. And we literally spent about 10 and a half hours forging out this steel into this giant Damascus sword. So I am really happy with the way it turned out. Uh oh. Does anybody else hear that? That's, is, is that's, that my, my uh, that's my carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide detectors uh, just giving an <laughs> audio sound check. We oh, have good. everything in here is automated. So. There, you know, <laughs> yeah, it only there. actually happens once a month. The, the rare fact that we were recording during it. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, that just keeps Very us safe funny. in here. But yeah, so we spent a long time up in Mackinac City forging that out, making a video around it, getting the fantasy challenge video started for me. And then basically I spent the rest of the weekend working on that sword. And now here in the next couple of days, I'll be going back up there to get it heat treated. Because okay. I'm not gonna heat treat an entire sword out, out of my forge. That's just that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Luckily, they they ordered a new Paragon oven, which is 36 inches deep. Oh, cool. So. Oh, that's how you're gonna do it. I was just gonna say, well, oh, well yeah. how the hell can he do it up there? So that's yeah. that's the answer. Yeah. Their when Paragon you... their Paragon oven is literally del- delivering later on this week. So oh, the day cool. after it delivers, I'm heading back up there. That's so cool, man. Yeah, for sure. And by the way, hit me up. Like, uh, give me a day's notice when you get up there because I'd like to FaceTime with you while you're up there. The, oh, the sure, other, we can do that. The other day when you messaged me and said you wanted to talk and I was in Sam's Club and there was just like no way right. to do it. But uh, Oh, you back on the Sam's Club line again, are you? 
Uh, well, you know, here's the thing. There's a possibility that that wine could be a limited time oh. offering, so I'm buying it a couple of cases at a time just to keep yeah. my yeah. my pantry yeah. stocked. I but hear uh, I hear yeah, I mean, it's the middle of summer around here, Ben. We well, got to do something you know, to hey, stay busy. We're still in hurricanes. Uh, yeah, so right. Got to be prepared. It was, gotta be prepared. Uh, it was, we need Gatorade. We need wine. We it was comic you know, now that now that uh, Brent is in there. Beef. <laughs> now that Brent is in there, he can do all the work, and you can yeah. just be sipping on your wine in the corner. This is what it's gonna happen i am slowly putting him in place so that i can kick my feet we're gonna up. convert the work for it podcast back to the day drinking crew oh my God. <laughs> no my liver cannot handle it. that is a poor choice that would not be good no my my liver can't handle it's that funny sure. when but, uh, uh, well, we had our flood in the basement my uh my mother-in-law my wife uh became like members at this winery here in, in boise where you know you pay a certain amount and you get like wine four times a year or oh, something yeah. like that. And it's actually a really cool place. But, uh, <laughs> when the flood water came, my Christy had so much wine stock piled out there. There's like 30 bottles of wine just bobbing around. Floating around. <laughs> I walked down the steps. <laughs> Once the water got down to about four feet, I was able to get down and start looking around. And there's a fucking Jack Daniels bottle laying right at the bottom of the stairs. I'm like, oh, oh perfect timing. It's like a sinking pirate ship down there. There's like bottles of rum yeah. floating so around, kegs of black powder. Yeah. Popped the top around. on that bastard and sat there for a minute and thought, well. Might yeah, take a, take a snort. <laughs> That's it. You're going to need it, man. You're going to need it. Yeah, holy shit. So speaking of that, how how are things going in your workshop? Are you getting caught up uh, starting after to. cleanup? Yeah, starting to. Still still a little bit of a battle, but we're working through all of the hurdles, as you do. And uh, yeah. Has insurance denied your claim Not yet? Not yet, but so last night, <laughs> um, last night, they... Uh, they sent over, well, they called me Monday, and today we want to send another adjuster over. She'll be in touch. She's local to you. Okay, cool. So this lady calls me like minutes after I get the text from the agent guy and sets a thing up for, uh, what was it, Tuesday night. You know, yeah, I can come over Tuesday night. Perfect. Okay. So she comes over. And uh, kind of walked her through everything. And then she said, okay, do you mind if I get a, if I record a statement from you? And I'm like, sure. Oh, I'm shit. Like, I'm Here just curious. Comes. Like, I, the last adjuster didn't want to record a statement, you know? And she's like, oh, I'm not an adjuster. I'm an investigator. And I'm like, oh my you're God. a what? Yeah. Like, Here we go. They, they didn't have the balls to tell me they were sending an investigator? They would rather pay these people I'm like, to investigate you than pay your claim out. Well, here's what she yeah. said. And she she actually was a very, very nice woman um, and very forthright and everything else. And had she, did, she does not technically work for our insurance company. So she's a, a hired hitman. <laughs> um, oh man that's no, even worse was, but she that's works even worse. in it's the uh, insurance industry yeah. so what she said is basically the debate now is whether it's a question of vandalism because somebody turned the water on right and nobody was scheduled to no. so or so it could be vandalism or it could be um surface water so i'm like okay vandalism they'll cover everything perfect Surface water, I'm pretty sure I can fight that one based on the, the research I've done. Uh, this type of a irrigation system 
is not considered surface water. So anyway, got talking to her and then <clears throat> she wanted to talk to the neighbor, Mary down the street. And uh, so we just happened to step outside to look at a few things and Mary comes walking up and I'm like, Hey Mary, how you doing? And she's like, Oh, pretty good. We're still really trying to figure out how the hell that water got turned on. We think somebody's messing with mm. the system. And I'm like, perfect oh, timing, no. Mary. Way to go, Mary. <laughs> oh, that's, well, that's a good vandals. thing because then it could, be vandals the, everywhere. it could be the vandals. Yeah. I like this. I like this. Thank you, Mary. Keep going, Mary. Keep yeah. Going. Keep it going. <laughs> so I don't, you know, I think, um, I, I do, I, I, I don't know. I've seen the water on in the ditch like two, three times a week since our yard flooded. Uh, and the only way water can get in that ditch in front of our house, there's only about 10 foot of ditch that's exposed. And then it goes back into the pipe and goes to the next house. And then they've got about 10 foot of ditch exposed and so on and so forth. The only way you can get in there is if somebody literally turns on the main head gate or opens up the main head gate. And there's only five houses on our line. Uh, only two of them actually irrigate using the flood water. <laughs> and so I said, well, this is a very simple solution. It's called a $12 fucking padlock. And we're done, yeah. right? You know, right. like give yeah. Mary the combination, give the other guy at the street the combination, yeah. and see you the fuck later. I could have. The, the fact that anybody can just turn it's those amazing, up and on isn't is, it? is, is kind of dumbfounding. I never knew about this I had this, never this whole it. thing until I watched Wrangler stuff. Yeah. You know, Wrangler Man, Star. That fucker can do anything, in, can he? I, I just well, saw. He, I he just moved saw into, a video of him. Can. The fucking Forest Service hired him to go save a motorcycle rider out in the middle of the woods. I'm like, this guy can yes. do anything. Yeah. And he makes all this content around, yeah. but he actually showed off that when where he lives is near Mount Rainier yep. in Washington. Beautiful over there. And he has those same yep. like dagger board things that he can lift up and exactly, down and yeah. he can control the water that comes down yep. off the mountain with yep. it. And I'm like, well, that's really interesting. Like, I didn't even know this existed. This, like, shit this seems so has been around archaic. since the fucking ancient Greeks, right? And the, the Romans. Yeah. I mean, aqueducts and yeah. But and he did a whole series of videos of him, like you know, yeah. of course, he's like filming every single thing. Mm -hmm. That's my air compressor, by the way. Sorry about that. But he, you know, he films every single thing oh, yeah. that he's doing. So, so well, you know, too. he goes out there to fix this, fix these wooden boards and he's lifting them up and he's like kind of flooding one area and then he's like stopping it in another he's doing it very yeah. responsibly mm -hmm, of course mm -hmm. but this is the same concept as to what happened exactly you. yeah and we were talking last night after the investigator left you know mary and christy and i were chatting you know and i said it it in today's world it amazes me that this isn't fucked with more you know just whether it be protest or just, I don't, you know, I don't know. It's kind of neat to see such an old world system that still works and arguably still works incredibly well. Um, it, Listen though, because you bring it up now, like these, these are super easy to mess with. Next, they're going to be messed well, with. Well, I know. That's what, that's <laughs> what we said. We're like, <laughs> is this, is this the indication of that changing? Right. Because, you know, it's oh, like, no. well, you know, Mary's like, I've been doing, I've been flood irrigating for 23 years on my property. She's like, I have never seen or heard of anything like this happening. 
And I'm like, <laughs> I feel like if this was some sort of a protest thing, yeah. it, w- it wouldn't be. Ben no, why Butler the hell would they come after me? I'm targeting. perfect. Right. I heard you on right. the work for a podcast talking slack about the you know carpenters yeah. and I'm a carpenter you and you know we're humans uh, too, fucker. Get back on that Ben but Butler, think about fucker. it like I'm gonna put him in his place. All somebody would have to do is one of those snapback like, hats. You guys. literally throw five <laughs> gallons of fucking roundup in that My thing. Aqueducts got hacked. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine if somebody. So there's a holding pond in in this system, right? So it comes out of the river, flows down a big ass canal that's like a fucking river, and then it goes into a couple of different holding ponds around the neighborhood. Imagine if somebody were to just you know chuck some herbicide or pesticide or you know Roundup oh, yeah. or something into that water. You'd never know. You open the fucking gate and you kill everything in your whole entire yard, <laughs> you know, or I mean, yeah. it's not drinking water. So, you know, but maybe you kill dogs and cats and I mean, just insanity to think what could go wrong, mm. but yet it's, it's fairly stable and it's fairly, um, it's so simple. And they don't, and they don't even have a padlock no. on it. They didn't have the foresight of putting a padlock well, on it. And then I got t- I got thinking about it last night. I, I haven't really been out there looking around much since. You know, I kind of got pissed off with the whole thing and just whatever. It's over. Move on. And uh, been too busy. But then last night I'm, I'm standing out there. And one thing I noticed is that where the water first hits our property, it's a big-ass 10-inch pipe. And then there's 10 foot of open ditch. And then it gets choked all the way down to a six-inch pipe. So I'm like, okay, mm. well, that's going to make the water back up right there. I don't know how I never noticed that. Right. Um, and then and then I got thinking, I'm like, well, screw this. Screw all of it. I'm going to go buy two sections of fucking pipe and a union, and I'm going to I'm gonna just put a oh, – hang on, my uh, headphone just died. Uh, you know, I'm like, I'm just going to put a Uh-oh. damn uh, – I'm going to put a damn piece of pipe between the two, you know, that way it can't, it yeah. cannot come onto my property. <clears throat> so I might, yeah, I might right. just yeah, put, put your own version of like a blast gate in there. Yeah. So you can just turn it off yourself or something. Yeah. And then that way, that way, if it all gets turned on upstream, yep. there's that one extra gate that no one knows about. Yeah. Or I'll just leave it wide ass open. Flooding. You know, then it'll, it'll. I wouldn't do any of this until the insurance. Oh, I'm not touching it. Yeah, I'm not touching it. Don't touch any of it. Yeah, they leave it all preserved, and then you know, hopefully they pay it out. But yeah, yeah. well, I mean, man, I'll, I'll tell you what, that's a, that is, uh, that is a whole thing. I'm so sorry you're going through that, but you know, it's gonna be good. Typically, you, yeah, exactly. You're gonna rebuild bigger, better, and all of that uh, stuff. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. 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 We're, you know, guys, we're almost to one hour of this podcast. Dad joke. I think it's time we do a dad joke. <laughs> yeah, man, let's do it. I am. Yo, does uh, does Brent have a dad joke? Yeah, of course. He's, He's got a dad. It. I got to give the Forge side <laughs> chat boys some 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 grief. They did, a, I, and I haven't listened in a little while, so I apologize if this has been a thing. But they do a dad joke now, and uh, uh. <laughs> they did a little dad joke segment and then proceeded to tell jokes that were 
like borderline inappropriate. Totally not appropriate. Yeah, exactly. That's hilarious. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, it. that does sound about that apropos for those guys. No, I'm. Hey, listen, the dad joke thing. I don't even know how it started, but it yeah. did. And you know, every podcast is welcome to yeah. you know copy us, you know, as much as possible. That's the thing about. I love making content, and you know, when you see somebody else who very clearly is yeah. inspired by your work. That's a compliment. I take it as a, a compliment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're compliment. doing it in their own way, sure. of course, but they're kind of doing it like in my style or whatever. And I never thought I would have that influence. We all want to like, be trending, so cool. but we hate when we set the trend. <laughs> yeah, <know>? exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Funny how that works. I've got two dad jokes, and these are both from Nate Wapole of Walrus Steel. All right. It's been a while. So it's a good one. I, yeah, I've got two of them. Clones are people too. Get it? <laughs> TWO. Yep. Okay. <laughs> What's a forklift? Food, usually. What? Ah, food. Oh, big thanks to Nate over at Walrus Steel. We miss you, Nate. I miss you. Been since Blade Show since I've seen your face. Yeah, man. Beautiful bearded face. The bearded man. He's been busy though. He's been busy. I'm. I don't think I could grow a beard that luscious. I know I could. I had a beard for a while. Um, if I grew a beard right now, I look like fucking Santa Claus. I got more gray hair and that thing. We can't have two fucking Santa Clauses on this show. Jesus, two fucking Santa Clauses? No way. Oh, all right. Step too far. Oh, Come on, guys. Reel it back. Reel it back. Wood, wooden Santas and sharp Santas. Yes. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So. I was going to say, I'll take Fat Santa and he'll be the, you know, Summer Santa. Fat Santa. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you been Goodness. digging around on WFI projects at all? You know, I'm trying to load What's it up and for stats? some reason. Oh, there it goes. So I got a message from uh, one of our patrons, um, Tortuga Bladeworks, and he was saying that, you know, hey, can you find any of my stuff on WFI projects? And I went specifically looking for his stuff and could yeah. not find it. So, yeah, there's something definitely have, screwed up with. Uh, I am currently my keep current using running hashtag, tally. Though. My current running tally is 58 people Holy reaching cow. out to me. Yeah. And wow. all yeah. of them are not either partially not showing up or not showing up at all. So right now, to date, we have 5,736 tags using WFI projects, and they're all unique to us. So, like, they're all people who follow the show. Like, I've scrolled through them. They're they're all, like, valid. Yeah. No one is this, – this is a very unique hashtag. Oh, look at this. And um, – And I, but it's like some of the regulars are getting put in here. But then if you look at um, uh, Jacob Schumacher, uh, Super Tech 550, he's doing a a project where he's like working on a a hydraulic press, right? And it's like an old one. Yeah. Well, his stuff has never shown up in our feed before. And all of a sudden now it's showing up. So I I don't know. And I met Jake at Jacob at uh, Blade Show. Great guy. Like just, like salt of the earth person, you know, really, really cool guy. See, he, what he I've loves, noticed loves show what I've noticed with those 58 people is like, it, it's non-discriminatory. Like there's people who are right. at like the 60 follower. Yeah. There's people who've messaged Does me who are in matter. the tens of so thousands of here. This is from, right. uh, it's, it's not just the little guys. It's not just the big guys. Dude, before you take it, I've got to take yeah, this assassin's ahead. creed thing from Mark One Eighteen blades. 
Dude, this thing is ridiculous. It's it's his uh, fantasy challenge knife, and yes. it is. What do you even call that? Oh, Jesus! <laughs> it's crazy yeah. looking. I don't know, but it's it's insane. And this is just it a says, drawing as of right now. Right. It says that it's from Assassin's Creed. I I mean, I've never. I'm not one of to really play video games, so I've never really seen this thing, but. Yeah. Man, this thing is going to be a hell of a build when it's done because this this just looks super technical, super interesting, and very unique. Go check out Mark 118 Blades for sure. And he's got a, a what is it? Four different posts from his different accounts. Yeah. It's all Mark Vanderwerf. But yeah, he yeah, crossed really, posts really a lot well on his other feeds and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. It's a it's a great Sorry, No, 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 to... you're fine. So th- I just wanted to this uh I found this the other day and I just dug it right back out because this reminded me. So I was doing a little bit of digging around on why posts don't show up in hashtag feeds. Ooh, and there we go. Direct from Instagram, it says, while some posts on Instagram may not go against our community guidelines, they may not be appropriate for our global community and will limit those types of posts from being recommended in places like explore and hashtag pages. For example, no way. Yeah. So it is being filtered. Yeah. So blades, says for example, knives. a sexually suggestive post will still appear in feed. Oh, so that that's yeah. the one. You've got to quit posting <laughs> pictures of your penis so on our hashtag. Sexually content, yeah. sexual content. But here you go. So so this yeah. is. Oh my God, let me finish everywhere. this. A sexually suggestive suggestive post will still appear in feed. So if you follow the account that posts oh. it. But this type of content may not appear for the broader community in Explore and Hashtag pages. We will only limit this type of content from accounts you don't follow. You'll still see content from all accounts you follow in feed. So what you see in your feed, you've chosen to see, right? Um, What shows up in a hashtag feed, uh, Instagram has made a decision that they want to, they want to, filter a bit so that's what's so i wonder if that's it if it's a Mm. you know a knife post or uh you know there's tons of knife what's bizarre yeah Yeah, i was gonna say i'm looking through and there's still knife posts but what i am seeing is that it's not i mean some of them you do see the full silhouette of the knife but anything that's like zoomed in on a portion of it or you don't see the full knife you know i see a bunch of those it seems so incredibly well, random, it's all, though. Yeah, it's all yeah. AI driven, right? So it's, I mean. Well, here's what I'll Lord suggest. I still think everybody should hashtag the shit out of it and keep you, you know, put it in your regular hashtag. Um, if you don't already do this, this is like a little hack that we came up with. I'm sure other people do this, but text replacement on your iPhone. I just made. Uh, uh, yes. If you type the hashtag symbol twice in my phone, Poof. it just slams auto text replacement all my hashtags. What for text so shortcuts? So I never I have to type them all. Officially. Yeah, text replacement is the name of it in iPhone, I think. Uh, and um, and then I just I took WFI projects out of it because I was just seeing my own shit. Like it, it I, right. I shouldn't be tagging. I t- I don't do. We discussed this earlier. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't. I post a lot, and I didn't want to like dumb down the feed. But the 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 if you're doing regular projects, do do that text replacement thing and add WFI projects to it. Because here's what I'm noticing, and it may, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm noticing that a lot of the people who are common followers of ours 
are getting shown up. Yeah. So the more followers you have that in common and the more times mm. you use WFI projects, you're going to get into the feed and get get seen. So so don't get the disparaged. I'm notice- Use it still. The one thing that I'm noticing looking through the feed or through the hashtag WFI projects is that it used to be like 90 percent knives. And now I'm like barely seeing any knives. That's true. There's a lot. I'm seeing wallets. I'm seeing presses. I'm seeing progress pictures of knives, but not finished knives. Well, there are some finished knives, but I I like the fact that we're seeing other stuff, you know, because I know a lot of our guys that that are listening to the podcast are knife makers. I get that. But there's a lot of knife makers doing other projects projects yep. you know so and i like that too i mean i'm I'll, you know so if you have another if you have a different project that you're working on that isn't knife related hashtag the shit out of it <laughs> we'll you, talk about um, it i yeah. think can't you see if you go to someone's page let's say like i'm just gonna go to high caliber here you can see i'm just wondering if if anybody can see posts that you've been tagged in Right. So what I see, what the, I mean, the problem with that, though, is I we still want to shout out the newcomers, the the smaller accounts, yeah. the people who don't have a lot of connections. Right. And yes, it's still fun to shout out the people that we know. No, and no, we no, love no, doing no, that. no. But the thing that I really enjoyed what about I'm, it is that we could reach into somebody yeah. who reverse has like 20 that, some followers. Reverse, reverse your thought. They tag WFI podcast in their post. That okay. way it's guaranteed to show up on our account. And it does indeed look like I just went to high caliber craftsman builds and okay. by default it takes you, well, there's posts, there's uh, reels and then there's tagged. So there's three, three okay. tabs. Like what he was tagged. He, in. Yeah. So Austin was tagged oh. in these posts by Queen. So maybe that's the so fix. We use All that three as of a us hashtag. Log into, you know what I mean? Maybe that's the fix. All three of us log into the the WFI. We can still see it if we don't log in. Thing. I I guess I don't know. I'm I'm not saying. Well, that's what I'm just either way. At. Keep using the hashtag because I am seeing new people yeah. show up in it, and I wanted right off the bat to shout out Ryan Chadbourne Knifeworks. If you haven't seen the fullers that he is putting into his he knives. A big old batch you need going, to go check he? it out. Unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, Ryan is, uh, you know, working towards uh, a serious side hustle and, and, you know, he is really going for it. So, uh, and he's also a co-host on the hustle and grind podcast with JK blades as Jason Hartwell. Um, and do they have a third on there? Is there mm-hmm. like a regular third or is it just Ryan? Just, and uh, They have a lot of guests. Jason. They have a lot of guests. They, they do a lot of rotations. and um, But uh, you got to go listen to the podcast. Go check out Ryan's work. Go check out Jason's work and support those guys. They're doing good things. And yeah. um, I was just looking at this kitchen knife. It's like a K-tip that he's got some big, long fuller into it. And it's just like it just it's clean. Yeah. I mean, his work is just insanely clean. It's just awesome. So cheers, Ryan. Man, I can't believe people aren't showing up in our fucking hashtag when I open this goddamn search page and see you three quarters of a woman's ass uh, <laughs> you know some of that is uh, yeah, that's you what know they tell related me, but to what you've been that you've my 12 year old son okay. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I believe you, Ben. Oh, oh man. Let's see. Have you uh, have you seen Garad? Gerard, maybe J G A R R A R D Forge and Tool. Uh, he's been hashtagging now uh, WFI projects. He only has 108 followers. So this is a classic example of a new person, Joseph Gerard. Yes. He is newer to Instagram, and he's you know his feed is filled with beautiful knives, and he's hashtagging WFI projects like hand forged stuff. Like it looks awesome. So. Uh, go out and check him out as well. Give him a follow. He only has 108 followers. So uh, Gerard is G-A-G-A-R-R-A-R-D, Forge and Tool. Yeah. I've got one here. It's, again, Brian Hunt. I was just going to call it out. Yeah. In Rose Forge. Tons of stuff in the well, feed on him, yeah. Here's the thing, though. He's He also has this three-inch EDC knife Ooh. that he's also going to be putting in with its – Basically, let me go ahead and read this. Hey, all in addition to the fundraiser knives, I will be making these are, um, he'll be making these. They're uh, these three inch EDC, ADCRV2 with Kydex sheath. So yeah, they are awesome. really clean. There's this really cool clip point on it. It's it looks really yeah. cool. And if you're if you don't need a pairing knife, maybe you need this EDC and you're still going towards this the surgery. Oh yeah, so, he's so he started. So I'm I'm a little confused. In so I he, wow. yeah. So I'm confused on him. So like not on him, but on his raffle or whatever. Or his, is it he's selling these knives to generate income for the thing, or is he sell like is he raffling he, knives? Uh, Brian, I know you're listening to the podcast. Give us some clarity here on this. Like, make a post, tag me in it, or whatever. I need some clarity as to what you're selling, and and so we can, because basically, we're all dumbasses. We don't know what's going on. So because we <laughs> so all have I, so much happening, we want to be able to promote this, but I don't know how, what exactly it is. So here's the thing. I've actually talked to him about it. So basically, he's making a push to sell as much as he possibly can to try to fund this, this actual knives situation. Right? It, or excuse Actual. me, it's not, it's, yes, it is, there's he said pairing designs. knives, there's this EDC knives, it is his own designs, and it, they are very well made, okay. and it's all going towards this, it, it's not got a it. surgery, it's it's some sort of therapy. You know, physical yeah. therapy. But, yeah, therapy, therapy, okay, alright, yeah. I got it. Okay, so these knives are for sale, the ones that are in his yes. feed, and if you buy these knives, they're going to go towards his daughter's therapy. There we go. That makes more exactly. sense to me. Yeah. I got exactly. super confused because he said designs. I'm like, maybe he's selling like, you know, DXF files or maybe selling like, you know, cutouts or yeah. templates. Yeah. Or... And I was reading through some of his posts. It looks almost like um, you can pre-order okay. and then you can order a knife and then work on some custom because he posts a lot of like, this is an example of. I see. Gotcha. Right. So okay. it sounds like you could do a custom order through him. And it looks and like he's stealing your concept, Brian, of the, you know, the knife stuck in the thing with the background, yeah. the beautiful mountains oh, in the background. On. This yeah, is some because bullshit, I'm the Brian. first person to ever do that. You right? guys yeah, have okay. the same name spelled the wrong <laughs> way. And credit, all of a dude. sudden these knives and these pictures are taken just like uh, Brian Cohn. It's Not only sure. did he start the uh, live this, revolution. It's a get rich quick scheme by Brian Cohn. <laughs> this is low. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Get rich quick. When am I going to yeah. get that? Jeez. <laughs> Got to work for it, Brian. <laughs> get out there. Yeah, because I definitely don't do that. That's for sure. I, I, that's true. Yeah. No, of course. Uh, I do like this, uh, this clip point that he's got. Man, is that slick. 
It's yeah, Kydex. I work. like it. For it's super sure. clean too. Yeah, dude, reach I out, dig it. man. I dig it, Brian. Brian, reach out, dude. Love to. Yeah, yeah. Get together. By the way, Brian, I don't need any more clarity on the fundraiser. I get it now. Yeah. I'm dense. <laughs> hey, well, I was looking through the work for it, the Wi-Fi projects. I got one. I know we've talked about them. You guys have talked about them before. Uh, Brian Hooten. Hooten yeah. Oh, man. His stuff is so cool. He does some killer handle work, killer blades. I'm specifically looking at this one that's got some GL Hansen uh, copper He's an Idaho flake boy handles too. on it. Man, this thing's killer. Hooten is an Idaho? No, GL Hansen. Oh, GL Hansen is. Yeah, that's He's, right. You yeah. know, I love looking at Brian Hooten stuff whenever I see his posts. It reminds me of me, like my home shop. Yeah. Tiny little shed. Yep. yep. And so I'm cramped in there. And every time I look at his like progress video uh, reels, I'm like, man, just looks like home. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. No, and he's crushing it. In and that his, little blades space. Are, his blades are crazy. And at the time of this recording, he's 914 followers. If you're not following Hoot Knives, you need to. Uh, just uh, inspiring story and great guy. He just got himself a new camera and he is doing. Um, just beautiful work, man. Super yeah. clean, beautiful work, and uh, and a, and a really nice guy to boot. Yeah. Did you meet him Another at Blade guy. a couple of years ago when he was there? I don't remember I don't if remember. I did or not. Yeah, I I ran into him there, and the now, only reason I recognize him because like his, his he puts his face in his yeah. in his videos. That's and the stuff. great thing, man. You gotta yeah. put your face. You in yeah, because I don't know who it. half the people yep. are. Listen, not everybody's as beautiful as me. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's going on? <laughs> Yo! Yo! There it is. Uh, it's funny. Goodness. So, Brent, how big is your shop at home? Dude, my shop is a 10 by 10 shed. Love it. There it Love is. It. Yeah. 10 by shit, 10 Spacious. shed. Uh, yeah. Well, when I first started, it was basically 5 by 10 because I had a. Uh, bicycle storage out there and uh you know that kind oh, of yeah. stuff so and lawn i kicked equipment. that shit out of my shop <laughs> <laughs> well that's what i wound up doing but yeah 10 by 10 man yeah you know you know at the end of the day well, you don't well, need much there's just no doubt about it uh you can make <laughs> you can make a lot you can make a very small space work. yeah you know now that i've played on a press and a rolling mill i oh, yeah. really hey. want one but i do not yeah, have the oh, space yeah. that's a real strong motivator to get more it just room. Makes, oh my god just makes the process <laughs> a little quicker and easier but <laughs> a little bit a little bit <laughs> just a, a little just the tiniest of little bits a for sure well there is a lot of truth to the more room it it eases things you know oh, like so we were talking brian you and i were talking earlier when we were brainstorming about this giveaway knife and i was telling you well from like a production like from producing this knife i, I need these curves for my contact wheel to be able to clean up everything so I'm not having to switch off arms. And you just looked at me and you go, yeah, but I got four grinders over there. Yeah. You can have Set one thing for each one. It's a yeah. different Turn mindset. All at the same it? time. Yeah. But that's a, that's a space thing. Yep. Yes. More, more than like a, I've got disposable cash yeah. for buying grinders. Like we, you know, yep. whether you're a guy that has a small shop and you've got a ton of money that you can throw at tools, you still have to have the space you do. for it. Right. hundred so percent. It is a space thing. It's definitely a, a square footage thing. And, and we're, we're going to expand. We'll probably put another revolution in here. Yeah. So we, you know, and, and that, by the way, running five grinders, you'll still feel like you could use another sure. one. I mean, there, you know, when you set them all up, you're just like, Oh, this is beautiful. When you start doing production work and you're yeah. just banging it out 
and you could turn them all on at the same right. time at yeah. different speeds and so, I mean it, it turns like, it into uh, like a game massive game changer. But yeah, for sure, yep. Cone, to your point. Once you get those things, then you get spoiled and yeah. you realize you you really want to ramp up some space so you can get Yes. Not space to have space, but space to fill it. Yeah. Yes. You can right. um Right. Yeah, I think there's an optimal size where it's like you you yeah. have everything you need, but you don't need to walk all the way across the floor to yep. you know that is get the this great thing, thing or the other. Ten by ten shot. Yeah, yeah, everything within arm reach. Yeah. Two steps and you're there. you know what I find and hilarious is when you see um, I see guys on Instagram and other places um, talking about uh, setting up their shops to match the workflow. Right, so. Right. So, uh, you know, woodworking, you, isn't there a triangle, like, yeah. uh, what do they call that? Like the trifecta yeah. jointer, planer, right. table saw animals, kind yeah. of thing yeah. for woodworking. But, but here's the thing. They're in a one car fucking garage. <laughs> you know, it ain't like they're walking <laughs> across the 5,000 foot shop to go to the joiner. You know, it's like, <laughs> I was just kind of laugh because it's like, I, you know, I never really, I've, I've never thought of it that way. Maybe I should, I don't know, but. That is a simple little life problem. Yeah, right there. exactly. Yes, yes, that's Jeremy. Jeremy's got to like you know set up like little pods yep. with tools. And but he's got his, potentially, his like you say, the opposite problem there. Realistically, because I think you can have a shop set up too spaced out if you have the room. You know, if you got a football yeah, field definitely. to fill, you're naturally going to spread everything out. But just the movement of tools, right? Yeah. In a small shop. You can arguably own a good percentage of those larger machines that you want or need, uh, but they're not permanently set up, right? They're not ready to work at a second's notice. Like I've got a 52-inch top table saw in my workshop. I've got a two-foot by four-foot CNC in my workshop. I've got a full-sized eight-inch jointer in my workshop. You know, I've... But they're all but like they're shoved all in corners tucked and under stuff. Yeah. benches with wheels. And so if I just want to take a board through uh, jointing, planing, and uh, straight line rip on the table saw, that's that's like three tool movements, you know, uh, and, and open the garage door because the board's longer than eight feet, you know, or something like that. So it's mm-hmm. like the amount yeah. of time I spend just resetting up my shop, you know. I mean, I couldn't do it any other way, and I've always, I've always bought or acquired the the big version of the tool that I wanted because I, I don't think I'll always be in a one car garage. So it was like, sure, eight inch joiner, yeah, that's what I really want. Let's go with it, and we'll find room for it, you know. And you'll figure yeah. it out as you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, you know what? I will say even now when I'm looking around my shop and like half of the items that are in this space are going to get moved into another, you know, area of this building that we are expanding into. And I'm thinking to myself, like, we've, we've got some big tooling coming. So, um, you know, we're getting the fireball uh, tool. Um, uh, what do they call that? Fabricate. Yeah, the fabrication table. And um, and, you know, that's a big, big tool because it it it's huge i mean it's over four it's it's bigger it's like four inches bigger than a four by eight sheet of plywood and it's a table it's on casters you can roll it around and everything but it does definitely eats up a lot of square footage 
you know, when I make purchases like that, even with the size of workshop I'm in, I have to consider like, do I want this in my workshop? Yeah. It's a very, very big commitment, not just in money, but in also in space, real estate, real estate. And I realize, like, look, we can't grow this thing unless we grow our tooling. So, you know, this is going to speed up our process significantly. Um, And then one other brief shout out that I want to give to the the podcast listeners. I've got so uh, the thing. Okay, you you've been watching my progress of the ribbon burner development, and we uh, made our first six production uh, level. Uh, ribbon burners and they're not perfect i they're fully functional we've tested them all they work everything looks you know fine but the you know the way that they were sitting in the refractory was not quite right you know they're just a little off they just look funky to me so uh anybody that wants one of those i have six of them I'm going to discount them uh, down to $125 shipped in the U.S. So if you want one, you know, that covers my R&D for the work that we've done. The round two will come out nearly perfect, I would imagine, because we've made significant jigs and things to hold things in place. If you've looked at any of my Instagram the last couple of days, I have spent almost an entire week and my, you know, couple hours a day working on these little fixtures and things to keep things in place. You know, you'd be in, it's insane when you start like setting metal into refractory, yeah. which is essentially wet cement and things start moving. It's, Man, it's imagine. a whole thing. And we're doing really extensive 3d printing, like 3d, heavy 3d printing. I've got three more printers now nice. and we're making these, these setups where I made a custom funnel that sits on top of the ribbon burner cavity in that, in that mold where you can pour the refractory down onto the straws and the straws remain clean on the inside. And then the straws. So somebody commented like, wow, that's a lot of waste because we, you know, we throw away the straws after we use them. I have solved that problem too, where we now the holes for the straws go all the way through. (laughs) Well, I'm not outlawing them. I personally cannot stand a paper straw. It just makes my skin crawl. But the, um, we were joking about that in the shop this week, but the straws now go all the way through the mold. So we pour the refractory, we let it set up, and then we pull the straws through the bottom of the mold. So there's no reason to cut them or destroy them during there that process, go. and they can be reused over and over and over. Now, this is the beauty of 3D printing Man, because, yeah. you know, without that technology, there'd be no way I could achieve any of yep. these things. Um, It takes a long time. I mean, it takes two, three days to print some of these fixtures, but that's why I went, you know, we have partnerships with 3D printing companies. I ended up buying an additional printer paid for it, you know, myself. But these other companies now are watching my content going, hey, can we send you a printer? Can we, you know, so uh, but unfortunately, the stuff that I'm printing is so big. I require a large platform and a lot of these companies just don't make that. Have you thought about splitting that, splitting those designs into multiple pieces and then just gluing them together? Well, that's how we did yeah. it. The so the six the six layer or the six uh, tier uh, ribbon burner bottom mold is three pieces, and then I made like tabs yep. that slide and they click together. Oh, I remember seeing and then that. You just, yeah, the puzzle piece thing. Yeah, yep. and then, 
Exactly. And then you just put your forms around yeah. it. So it works really great. Yeah. But yeah. So that's how we achieved that. But Steve, like for instance, this company sent me this little tiny 3D printer. It was like four bolts to put it together. Yeah. It was awesome. Oh, it's super cute. It's though. super cute. Like yeah. it's this little guy, right? And, but, but it's only a six by six platform, yeah. you know, there's you not know, much you can do. Funny, with it, I, so uh, so Pr- the Prusa makes a mini now, and I don't think it's much bigger than that either. Um, yes. So there's a guy, Petrie's Workshop on Instagram, Peter uh, Kapar. He, so he started, he, he designed a uh, woodworking square, like a speed square, but he put people's logo in it and three, you know, 3D printed their logo into the design. And of course, that started his uh, rise to the to the top, if you will. And then he co-hosts the uh, another Woodshop podcast. And Pete's <laughs> right now, Pete at his stories the other day, he said he had like thirty five orders this month. His goal next month is to hit fifty orders. And and I was okay. checking out his. Yeah, you check out his Etsy page, and I don't think he's selling anything under twenty-five bucks. So he's got a very profitable huh. uh, side hustle going, and I think he's maybe got about six, six or six or eight Prusa printers. Uh, if you get to that point where you're uh, where you've got a pretty good print farm built up, uh, I think, man, the world's your oyster at that point. You know, if you're just uh, dinking around prototyping like you are, Brian. Yeah, I think a couple printers, you know, that gets you uh, where you want to be. Look at Thomas, yeah. right? Uh, um, I always want to call him essential craftsman. Uh, no, you're talking about fro- the frog pod. Craftsman. Yeah, infinite yeah. craftsman. Fro- yeah, frog pod. I mean, frog pod, yeah. right? So he's. I think he's got like a couple three printers, and and that's where he's do. You know, he's putting to work his hundred designs idea. And uh, I was talking to him the other day. We're supporting him, Hell by yeah. the way. Uh, we we bought into the Frog Pod yeah, uh, Kickstarter as a, nice. as a podcast. And I think how do you plan on two, using them? Two or three of those coming. Um, I, you know, I don't know, but I think I'm just gonna like um, mount my GoPro to yeah. it and like do more do more like a, a wide angle because Brent is in the shop now, so yeah. there's like a lot more movement in here. I would say like. You know, do some more t- up uh, time lapse type stuff. What about with, yeah. with the your, GoPro? Uh, you know, what about your misting system too? I was, you know, like uh, or something like that. Yeah. Right. Hold on. Yeah, that you is, could, yeah, that's that a good is idea. Genius. Yeah, because yeah, we're because we're doing a mechanical connection now with the magnets, so like maybe see, there's something I used, to it. I my I had a, a neodymium magnet that I literally just duct taped like just super jankily on onto it and the duct tape finally failed so literally at this point i'm just using a big clamp to clamp nice. it and that's just not right you yeah. know that's yeah, you not know gonna what? be a long-term uh, type thing brian you know what we're doing now is uh our misting systems we used to glue our magnets to the the actual yeah. mister itself and what yeah. we were discovering and a lot of customers were messaging messaging us about this was that that even super glue ca glue would uh by the time it had reached its destination because it's so hot yeah. outside yeah. it would free up and it would you know of course they just re-glue the magnet it was See, no problem so but they brittle. you know they were like well we we've <laughs> now developed a uh so we got neodymium magnets that are they have a hole in them and a chamfered hole and we have a, okay. a like a small bolt that uh 
you know, go a screw basically that goes up into it and through the mister and the wing nut with Loctite on it. There you go. And oh. it's changed the game. Yeah. It's changed it all the game. It just works better. It doesn't come loose. It's it's just it's the, a way yeah. better design. And we're actually shipping one to Mareko Mamasi because nice. he was talking about oh, it on nice. a podcast about how he wanted to try a misting system. So we're going to send him one and see how he likes it. And, uh, you know, I, I, there's a lot of argument out there about those misting systems. They're like, oh, well, it's slinging water everywhere. But the it doesn't dunk really. It, dunk it, it in correctly. a bucket isn't slinging water everywhere? Yeah, well, yeah you're getting water out, everywhere anyway. But, but here's the big thing people don't think about. And this is uh, something that Ben and I were talking, Ben Siegel and I were talking about, is that it's a trade-off because it's keeping your dust at yes. a minimum. You know, so the, all that I've airborne done. dust is getting wet and it's hitting the table or the bucket before it gets atomized yep. and into the air. So, you know, misting system is a solid solution for that. And it's ob- obvious cooling and other things, too. So I've got an even better solution to that. Ooh. So I have basically my my um, cooling bucket or my swerf bucket. <laughs> just kidding have you heard about the new knife no challenge? don't mention that Brent <laughs> shut up <laughs> my swarf bucket is connected to my table just by two um, two longer nails like maybe four inch nails that stick up above so that the, the um, five gallon bucket can be just kind of hung up on there sure so what what I do is I, I have a piece of scrap wood that I wedge that I've cut the same width as that ah. that span between the nails and I are just a little bit wider so that when you wedge it in between there there's some positive pressure between those two nails and then you can angle that wood up to you know basically almost touch your Ooh. belt huh. you angle and, your wood and that I put high? my little and then I put my God, damn it, Ben. <laughs> and then I put my little belt eraser back behind it to hold it in place. And and basically the the excess water, if it flings off, it hits that wood and then dribbles down that piece of wood and into the bucket. Interesting. And I've I've never had an issue with spray ever since. Sounds like a very complicated Rube Goldberg machine for you. It's water. not at all. It's. It's literally just an angled piece of wood that just perfectly sits yeah, right at that same sell spot. A and, piece and just... of wood for thirty five ninety nine, Brian. Yeah, but <laughs> screw it. I mean, if if you're spell, if you're you selling them the grinder, you're selling them the Mister System. Yeah. If you're selling them the grinder and the Mister System, you know, take the piece of wood for free. Go. Come on, yeah, exactly. <laughs> make exactly. it, make Have it my yourself, wood. gentlemen. Gentlemen, I appreciate you. We are at an Hold hour on. and a half. Man, I've got to get back to work. Yeah, Brian, I've we've got, got some one last thing. We need to press out. We're going to press out. We got out a lot of work to do. Yeah. I don't know why we're still talking. I don't either. Jeez. I have you know. no idea. This is all very interesting. <laughs> well, to, all work and no all to talking wood talk. Here. Man, guys got all serious. Thank you for listening to Wood Talk. Wood Talk. Right here <laughs> on the Maker Network. On. And uh, and by the way, if you got any value out of today's show or all of the hundreds of previous episodes that we have released, consider becoming a patron yeah. because for as little as $1 a month or $10.80 a year, you can get your name poorly read by me on this podcast and uh, also help us out and finance some of the cool stuff that we do out throughout yeah. the year. Uh, gentlemen, hey, I appreciate you guys. Hold on. As before, before, before we go free, out, hold on, guys. Hold too. on. <laughs> I've got one last thing I want to talk about before we get out of here. All right. 
Emily's ring is ordered. Dun, dun, what? Yeah. Dun, Congratulations. Yeah. I figure I figure an hour and a half in, if Emily decided saying, to listen, man, she she's well out of here by sure now. Not listen to this thing. So so I knew the, about yeah. this, but at first when you sent the this the text message with the screenshot. And it didn't yeah. say what you bought. It just said like the number or the money or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah. it took me a minute order? too. Like, what is like... this? Is this like a kiln? Yeah. Like I'm thinking to myself, like, is, did he buy a kiln? Did Brian's he buy a pre- in knife maker mode? Yeah. yeah. And then, and then, uh, Brent goes, no, that must be the engagement ring. And I went, Oh, yeah. I got it. it. I got minute, it. That's like, awesome. No so yeah, that's so cool, man. Congratulations. So when, and hopefully she says yeah. yes. I mean, you know, Otherwise, that's you going to have to find a new and, place uh, to live. We're all rooting for you, buddy. We're all rooting for well, you. Well, here's the thing. She literally picked out the ring and the, I, uh, we measured her fingers. She knows. But she there's still a chance she could no. say no. I'm just saying. I she mean, you know, know, she could change her mind at the last minute. You're going to do and it, And right? that's been known to happen, not to put any pressure on you or anything. Oh, geez, I don't thanks, want you Brian. to feel weird about <laughs> yeah. it or anything like that. No. But, you know, hopefully she does uh, say Plenty of women just run anyway. away with a truck driver, you know, or who knows, Bob down the street. <laughs> or another knife maker. Yeah. Can Ooh. you imagine? Oh, my God. Oh. Brutal. I could think of a few. Oh, yeah. I know. Hey, uh, right. Keep her away from Matt Gentry. That son of a bitch is woo! handsome. <laughs> Sexy brunt boots. Bastard. He's been known to uh, just steal the hearts. Hey, get your uh, get your ass over to, speaking of sexy people, get your ass over to Flying Meanwhile, Shark. Speaking of Gentry, when, oh yeah, that's right, the Flying Shark thing <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, last week but, of, the, of the prizes are being announced all this week, so you should okay. see the apron soon. Yeah, right on, oh, right I on. All right, well, hey, and when, real quick, re, real quick, Brian, Matt Gentry's on the next episode of WFI2. Yes, uh, yes. Deuces with Brian Cone. <laughs> Dropping um, deuces. We're going to workshop deuces. that. Dropping deuces, deuces with Brian Cone. Deuces with Dr. Cone. <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> Here's the thing. You, deuces Brian, with Dr. Cone. you upload deuces them, with so Dr. you have Cone. the last say. It rolls so off like, the freaking you know, tongue, Brian. I don't know uh, what to tell you. <laughs> Deuces with Dr. Cohen. Uh, you make poopy. Uh, but it's coming out Tuesday, right? So if you're listening to this on Thursday or Friday, uh, Tuesday morning, uh, you can the two for Tuesday. pull down the feed again and listen to Brian interview Matt Gentry of Gentry Custom Knives. Yeah, man. Uh, is that correct? Am I right? Yeah, it's a that? good interview for sure. I, I enjoyed all of it, and it was a lot of good, t- a lot of good fun. All right, Not- very good. Well, listen, everybody, we appreciate you. We're going to get back to work now. And we know you're all out there working for it. And you're working hard to make that side hustle, a primary hustle, whatever you're doing out there to make your dreams come true. You've been listening to the Work For It podcast and deuces with Dr. Cone right here on the Nakery Go make some shit, people. Hard work and good luck. I'm Brian House, and this has been the Work For It Yeah, we nailed it! Yeah! Woo! Goodbye. Goodbye.